0: Welcome to this Touch podcast activity, which has been recorded for Touch Respiratory. In this podcast, Dr. Antonella Chanferroni shares her expert insights on the latest considerations for the diagnosis and management of food allergies. This activity is supported by an independent medical education grant from Thermo Fisher Scientific and is jointly provided by USF Health and Touch IME. Uh, I'm Dr. Cianferoni. I am
1: an allergist and immunologist. I work at the Children's Hospital
0: of Philadelphia and I'm an associate professor at the University of Pennsylvania. How has the shift from restrictive avoidance to early introduction of allergic food impacted the prevention of food allergies?
1: In my uh, time as an allergist, um we changed the practice completely from uh, avoidance until of the main allergens until one to three years of age to early introduction. And this was due to the fact that with the LEAP study, um, researchers from England showed that early introduction of peanut helped to reduce the risk of development of peanut allergy, Um, especially if the babies were introduced to peanut below age of of 10 months and had in their diet until they were five years old, a good amount of peanut, about two grams of peanut protein, um, one tablespoon of peanut butter, three times uh, um, a week. And this was particularly true for patients with eczema and uh, um, other allergies, like egg allergies, but it tend to be true also for, nor- for healthy individuals and have been shown also to work for egg um, allergies. And so now as a physician, we tend to uh, tell the parents to introduce solid food between age four and six months, and to introduce all the main allergenic food, especially the one that they are enjoyed by the family. We also encourage families to cook their own food and have a
0: various diet um, in the children. What are the latest advances in the diagnosis of IgE and non-IgE mediated food allergy?
1: In uh, The IgE mediated food allergies are definitely the most common food allergies and uh, um, the advancement in the diagnosis is that we have more and more tools available to measure the IgE and the response of the cell to specific food through the IgE. So now we can measure the total IgE specific for the food, but also then the IgE to specific molecule that can tell us more if the allergy is true or not. We have also the ability now of seeing if those IgE activate important cells like basophil and mast cell with the basophil activation test and the mast cell activation test. Although these uh, tests are still limited in their availability and often require a more coordinated uh, um, handling the, of the sample because they need to be transported to the lab more quickly. For the non mediated food allergies, uh, unfortunately, Clinical history and empiric diagnosis are important, especially for food-proven enterocolitis. For the esophagitis, esophagyria, we, we still rely on the endoscopy and the biopsy with the measurement of the osinophils. However, non-invasive methods like the string method or the um, sponge method to um, obtain uh, a sample for the esophagus are becoming more available and so will allow to reduce the reliance of an- to the endoscopy for this disease. Unfortunately, for the eosinophilic the, the esophagitis, there are known
0: uh, biomarker peripherally that we can use. What role can allergen component testing play in optimising diagnosis and management of food allergies? So one uh, of the advancement that we have had in the
1: past uh, 15 years or so is the ability not only to measure the total IgE for a specific food, but also the specific IG towards a specific protein containing the food. And so this has helped us because, uh, for example, for the uh, peanut, uh, there is usually available a panel of about five to six allergens that can can tell us which if the patient is more at risk of uh, acute severe reaction. So the ability of uh, measuring the IgE against specific part of the peanut um, and help us because the peanut have multiple protein. So the um, RH2 is the, the molecules that name the storage protein of the peanut. This storage protein is very abundant and very resistant to acid. Um, and uh, um, cooking and so if you have high ige against the ara h2 you are at higher risk of having a true uh, reaction to the peanut on the on the other side if you have ig against the Ara h8 which is a part of the peanut cross react with the birch pollen you are less likely to have uh, acute reaction because uh, this protein is not stable and uh, uh, get dissolved by the acid and is also low in quantity in the peanut and similarly if you have ige against the ana uh, um, ana3 for cashew or uh, core a field 14 for the hazelnut you are at higher risk and there are some cutoff uh, of level that um, usually above uh, a tool for these allergies considered very specific for acute uh, severe reaction and can save to do for challenges, especially in known um, safe place with available in a hospital close by.
0: Does a positive diagnostic test result mean a patient has an allergy or are further considerations needed? So the, uh, in positive, the sensitivity and
1: specificity, which is what is the test is truly uh, showing the clinical uh, significance of food allergy. In food allergy, still uh, in Ig mediated food allergy, still strongly correlated with the clinical uh, symptoms. So that's why we suggest to, to use the um, to measure the Ig specific for a food only if there is a history of um, clinical reaction to that food. Uh, mm-hmm. If testing are done without a clinical diagnosis, meaning that uh, the food has never been eaten, uh, then uh, um, if the test is positive, then a molecular testing or or a basophil activation test may help to um see uh, in to increase the uh, possibility understanding if this allergy is uh, um true or not. If the level of this, the um, IgE against the molecules, even against the molecules, uh, is still lower, um, and it's possible that we need a food challenge to prove the um, uh, the clinical reactivity to the food. Unfortunately, or with all this testing, you just assess the risk, but it's never the testing are never 100% and the um,
0: gold standard is still considered a food challenge. How may novel diagnostic tools be best incorporated into the care pathway? Often the
1: management of food allergy require a multidisciplinary um, um, team uh, because uh, you, uh, there is a need to uh, support patient nutritionally. So with the nutritionist, if they have multiple food allergies, uh, in, in non-IgE-mediated food allergy, especially where often the symptoms are gastrointestinal, the support of a gastroenterologist, uh, both for the diagnosis, like in eosinophilic esophagitis, but also to rule out other gastrointestinal diseases that may not be triggered by food and could cause the symptoms of the patient. Dermatologists are often involved in the treatment because patients with food allergies have eczema, and psychologists are often indispensable because these patients have a high level of anxiety due to the restriction and the danger that uh, um, food presents to them um, thats so the primary care physician uh, may um, now diagnose better the food allergy uh, by uh, looking at the IgE if there is a suspect although we strongly recommend that to not do IGE to all the foods the food that the patient is eating they should not get tested and has no symptoms consistently. If then the IgE is positive, but the positivity is not um, strong, or the clinical diagnosis, the clinical symptoms are not reliable, then a second level of testing like the molecular diagnosis or um, basophil activation test or food challenge may be required to prove the allergy. And
0: often, a specialist is better suited in those more difficult diagnoses. What medications are available for the treatment of IgE and non-IgE mediated food allergies? So, for the non-IgE mediated food allergy,
1: there are medication and biologic that can be used beside the diet. That this is true for eosinophilic esophagitis. For the for the IgE mediated food allergy, the current guidelines say in the United States to avoid the food and uh, have available epinephrine in case of accidental exposures um, epinephrine works uh, and there are self-injectable epinephrine because it blocks the effect of the histamine uh, quickly so blocks the um vasocost- it makes your blood pressure goes up and reduce the um, asthma symptoms and the gastrointestinal symptoms um, antihistamine are not recommended for food allergies for the prevention or treatment of severe food allergy because they do not reduce the risk of lethal reaction or near fatal reaction Oral immunotherapy has uh, um, been used more and more for the treatment uh, and reducing the risk uh, of food allergy. There is one product uh, that is approved for the use of, um, for oral immunotherapy for peanut for children between four and 17 years of age. It is approved to reduce the risk of uh, um, of accident, Exposures. Only some physicians that are registered in the REM system can dispense the medication and uh, patients need to be on the medication for um, three years. Oral immunotherapy is uh, associated with risk of developing eosinophilic esophagitis, as well as acute reaction to the food at any stage of the immunotherapy. And uh, the long-term safety is unknown because uh, only, 20-30 um, percent of patients are truly becoming tolerant through the oral immunotherapy, meaning that they can stop eating the food and still not um, add a, and, and, and when they eat the food, they maintain the tolerance. For uh, the other, if the food is stopped, the uh, allergies come back. There are new therapies that are in development, like to reduce the risk of acute reaction, like biologic or other form of immunotherapy that are not oral, to reduce the risk,
0: like sublingual or epicutaneous. What emerging biologic treatments are in development for food allergy? omalizumab which is
1: a, um, a biologic that uh, reduce the level of all the ige has been shown uh, in uh, um, uh, in, a, in in several studies but more recently in the outmatch trial to uh, reduce, increase the um, threshold of reactivity of uh, many foods, so it looks like it's providing uh, a increased safety for accidental exposure to a variety of foods. Other um, biologic in development is lisializumab, uh, uh, which is another type of anti-IgE and in a phase one trial has been shown to reduce uh, the level of skin prick testing Um, and this is similar to the data that has been shown in the um, uh, phase three uh, trial on chronic urticaria so biologic may come soon uh, to help uh, manage the risk
0: of ig-mediated food allergies What is the role of shared decision-making in patients with food allergy? The shared decision-making
1: for food allergies is becoming more and more important Because until now, patients had no choice besides food avoidance. Now that there are other options, it is important that the patient discuss with the physician those options to decide which one are uh, more uh, effective and practical uh, for their lifestyle. Um, And those choices may change towards the lifetime and so continuous uh, follow-up with the physician to decide the proper management in the specific time uh,
0: frame in the life of an individual is important. Thank you for listening to this touch podcast. Additional content on related topics can be found on Touch Respiratory.